Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Largo Resources Limited First Quarter 2021 Results Conference Call. At this time, all lines are in listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we'll conduct a question and answer session. If at any time during this call you require immediate assistance, please press star zero for the operator. This call is being recorded on May 13, 2021. I would now like to turn the conference over to Alex Guthrie. Please go ahead. Thank you, operator, and welcome everyone to Largo's first quarter 2021 financial results conference call. Today's call is being recorded and a replay will be available starting tomorrow within the investor resources section of our website at largoresources.com. Our first quarter 2021 results press release, MD&A, and financial statements are also all available on the company's website. Some of the information you will hear during today's discussion will consist of forward-looking statements, including, without limitation, those regarding mm-hmm. future business outlook. In addition to non-IFRS financial measures, such as cash operating costs and cash operating costs, including royalties, total cash costs, and revenues per pound sold, will also be discussed during this conference call. Actual results discussed during today's call could differ material from those anticipated and risk factors that could affect these results are detailed in the company's AIF and other public filings, which are also available on the company's website and on CDAR and EDGAR. Further information regarding Largo's use of non-IFRS measures is also available in, in our first quarter 2020 results, 2021 results press release and in the company's latest MD&A, which are available on our website. Market and industry data contained and incorporated by reference during this call concerning economic and industry trends is based upon good faith estimates of our management or derived from information provided by industry sources. Largo believes that such market and industry data is accurate and the sources from which it has been obtained are reliable. However, we cannot guarantee the accuracy of such information and we have not independently verified the assumptions upon which projections of future trends are based. Lastly, all financial results presented during today's call will be in U.S. dollars, except as otherwise noted. Speaking first will be Largo's president and CEO, Paulo Misk, who will provide highlights from the company's first quarter 2021 results, followed by Largo's CFO, Ernest Cleave, who will then provide additional detail on the company's Q1 2021 financial performance. Following Ernest, Largo's director, uh, VP of Commercial, uh, Mr. Paul Volant, will provide an update on Largo's sales and trading progress, as well as the Canadian market. And concluding today's call will be Largo's VP of Engineering, Mr. Shazad Butt, who will provide an update on the company's clean energy division progress and development. Finally, we will open the call to questions provided through our company's Q&A portal. I will now turn the call over to Paulo for opening remarks. Thanks, Alex, and thanks to everyone for joining the call today. It has been just over a year since the global COVID-19 pandemic began and people, communities, and business continue to be affected in one way or another. Our utmost gratitude is extended to the frontline workers, and our thoughts continue to be in those affected by the, this virus. 
Largo continues to adapt during these unprecedented times, and I am very proud of the entire team who have consistently delivered on our set targets while following the new and updated health and safety protocols. We remain fully committed to protecting the health and the safety for our people and continue to maintain the necessary protocols to help mitigate the spread of COVID-19 at our operation and throughout our local communities. The beginning of 2021 was an extremely productive quarter for, for the company. In January, we completed our nameplate capacity increase project in addition to performing a comprehensive uh, planned maintenance program at our production facility in Brazil. We expect to reach our new nameplate production capacity of 1,100 tons of V205 per month by the end of Q2 2021. We also made considerable progress in advancing our clean energy division to begin scaling up our in-house manufacturing capabilities to meet the fast-growing demand from the long-duration energy storage sector. In April, we secured our U.S.-based tech manufacturing facility and product development center, which is expected to have an annual manufacturing capacity of 1.4 gigawatt hour. This facility will be the global headquarters of our clean energy division. We also approved a location for the manufacturing facility in New Hampshire, U.S., for our clean energy division electrolyte production and assembly the containerized VRFD system. We have also strengthened our executive team at Largo in Q1 with the appointment of Mr. Ian Robertson to the company's board of directors and Mr. Salvatore Minopoli as VP of operations of our clean energy division. Ian was the CEO and founder of Algo Clean Utilities Corporation and brings extensively energy industry experience and will prove invaluable as well as we continue to advance our clean energy division. Salvatore brings over 30 years of U.S. energy industry experience to the largest executive team, including extensive development and execution of the utility scale projects in both regulated and merchant energy markets in the U.S. and internationally. We also have extensive experience in the successful development and execution of renewable projects, holding leadership positions for both major U.S. utility energy technology providers. Supported by robust sector demand and global carbon reduction targets, we continue to view the strategic growth opportunities associated with our clean energy division as a strong source of value creation for the company and look forward to provide an additional update on our strategy soon. Moving along to additional quarterly updates, I'm pleased to report that Largo's delivered solid first quarter 2021 financial results with higher commodity price contributing to revenues of 39.8 million US dollars uh, and an 8% increase in revenues per pound sold. The company also achieved net income 
of 1.4 million for basic earnings per share of 7 cents. We ended the quarter in a strong liquidity position with a cash balance of 48.7 million US dollars. Largo produced 1,986 tons of E205 in Q1 2021, representing a decrease of 30% over Q1 2020. This reduction was primarily attributable to the planned shutdown to implement upgrades to the kiln and improvements in the cooler in January. This shutdown, shut, shutdown lasted for 20 days, with a further four months required for the commissioning and hump up for the new equipment. I am, I am pleased to report that the production in April with 1,092 tons of V205. The company's Q1 2021 global recovery of 77.4% was lower than the 79.9% seen in Q1 2020. Again, the main impacts were related to the shutdown completed in January and the subsequent commissioning and hump-up activities in February and March. Following these activities, the global recovery we expected to return the level seen in 2020. With regards to sales, in, in Q1 2021, the company sold 2,783 tons of the 2.5 equivalent, representing a decrease of 12% over Q1 2020. The lower quarter over quarter sales was also a result of lower production during Q1 2021. We are pleased to report that the company completed its first sale of iron ore in April from the Maracas Mission Mine. We would like to highlight that our first sale of iron ore was a key step in validating the commercial viability of these materials and also highlight the added benefit of our new established internal sales divisions while capitalizing the higher, higher iron ore price environment. We continue our active discussion with end users for this material and expect to complete additional sales of our material in 2021. We will look to provide specific details on price and quantity in such time. In March, the company was excited to announce the construction approval of new humanite concentration plant at Maracas Mansion Mine. Commercial production from this new plant is expected to early 2023, and its capacity will be approximately 150,000 tons of humanite concentrate per year. The advance of engineering and construction of this plant is expected to cost approximately 25 million US dollars, with the majority of these costs being incurred in 2022. We also plan to further evaluate our potential to produce titanium dioxide pigment as a possible follow-on product from our humanite concentrate. We expect to provide the associate economics of these projects in conjunction with our updated technical report which is anticipated in late Q2 2021. We are excited with the prospect of this project as combined with our iron ore sales, 
it is another step in increasing and this diverse, diversifying the company's revenue structure. We are also very pleasant to report that on April 19th, largest common share began trading on the NASDAQ under the theme of LGO, representing a significant milestone in the evolution of the company. We believe this listing will provide Largo with increased visibility with prospective U.S. investors, improve the company's liquidity, and assist in developing a more diversified shareholder base as we continue our anticipated growth plan. Looking ahead, we remain diligently focused on delivering profitable growth in 2021, supported by a health balance sheet and favorable Vanadium market fundamentals. I am pleased with our progress so far in advancing the company's clean energy division as we continue on the path of the becoming a leading player in the long-duration energy storage sector with our superior VRSB technology. We continue to view our entrance in, into this sector as a transformational opportunity to create significant value for the company, supported by increasing sector demand and global carbon reduction targets. And with that, let me turn the call over Ernest, who will provide highlights from our first water financial performance. Thank you, Paulo, and thank you everyone for joining us today. As Paulo previously mentioned, elevated commodity prices provided positive tailwinds for our financial performance in the first quarter. In Q1 2021, the company recognized revenues of 39.8 million from sales of 2,783 tons of V205 equivalent. This represents a decrease of 4% in revenues over the 41.9 million in revenues recognized for Q1 2020. Revenues per pound sold increased by 8% to $6.49 in Q1 2021, which compares to $6 per pound in Q1 2020. The company recorded net income of 4.1 million in Q1 2021, compared to net income of 4.3 million in Q1 2020. This movement was primarily due to a decrease in revenues and an increase in operating costs professional consulting and management fees, as well as finance costs. But these costs were partially offset by a decrease in foreign exchange loss and exploration and evaluation costs. Basic earnings per share was 7 cents for Q1 2021, which compares to basic earnings per share of 8 cents for Q1 2020. On the cost front, operating costs increased by 7% to 28.2 million in Q1 2021, from operating costs of 26.2 million in Q1 2020. Q1 2021 operating costs include direct mine and production costs of 15.5 million, which compares with 17.5 million in Q1 2020, conversion costs of 2.2 million versus nil in Q1 2020, production acquisition costs of 2.5 million versus nil in Q1 2020, royalties of 1.5 million, which compares with 2.3 million in Q1 2020, 
distribution costs of 1.2 million versus mil in Q1 2020, and depreciation and amortization of 5.3 million, which compares with 6.4 million in Q1 2020. The decrease in direct mine and production costs is mainly attributable to the decrease in V205 equivalent sold in Q1 2021. Conversion costs relate to the cost incurred in converting quantities of V205 into ferrovanadium for delivery to customers, and distribution costs relate to the costs incurred in delivering products to customers. In Q1 2020, the company only sold V205 to its then offtake partner and was not responsible for shipping products to its customers. Cash operating costs excluding royalties were $2.87 per pound in Q1 2021, compared with $2.66 for Q1 2020. The increase seen in Q1 2021 compared with Q1 2020 is largely due to a decrease in produced V205 equivalent sold, in turn resulting from the planned shutdown during Q1 2021. Total cash costs exclude royalties and include the company's total professional consulting and management fees and other general and administrative expenses and is calculated on total pounds of V205 sold. For Q1 2021, total cash costs were $4.07. Professional consulting and management fees were 3.6 million in Q1 2021, compared with 1.7 million in Q1 2020. The increase is primarily attributable to costs incurred in Q1 2021 in connection with Lager Clean Energy and the company's sales and trading segments that were not operational in Q1 2020. In addition, the company's corporate segment incurred legal and regulatory costs in Q1 2020, 2021 in relation to the NASDAQ listing process. The foreign exchange loss in Q1 2021 decreased from Q1 2020, 2020 by 79% to 1.8 million. This is primarily attributable to a strengthening of the US dollar against the Brazilian real by approximately 10% since December 31st, 2020, on US dollar-denominated cash and liabilities in Brazil. Cash provided by operating activities of 1.7 million Q1 2021 is an increase from cash used in operating activities of 1 million in Q1 2020. This is primarily due to an increase in cash provided before working capital items of 14 million and partially offset by a net decrease in working capital items of 11 million. The net movement in working capital items is largely driven by increases in amounts receivable and inventory balances and the increased settlement of accounts payable and accrued liabilities during Q1 2021. As Paolo mentioned, we remain extremely focused on delivering profitable growth in 2021, supported by the company's healthy balance sheet and favorable vanadium market fundamentals. We expect free cash in the range of 40 to 50 million for 2021, which is inclusive of a $15 million working capital facility the company recently financed in Brazil, and the repayment of debt of 25 million, which occurred during Q1 2021. The 15 million working capital facility is due to be repaid as a lump sum in one year, together with accrued interest at a rate of 2.28% per annum and will be utilized for the company's ongoing growth projects.
With that, let me hand it over to Paul Volant, who will provide an update on the company's sales and trading progress, as well as the Vanadium market. Thanks, Ernest, and thanks everyone for joining the call today. In Q1 2021, the company sold 2,783 tons of V205 equivalent. Largo delivered both standard grade and high purity V205, as well as ferrovanadium. We continue to actively manage our logistic and supply chain operations to provide premium products and services to customers globally. During Q1 2021, the average price per pound of V205 in Europe was $7.09, an increase of 34% from the average of $5.29 in Q4 2020. The current average price as published by Metal Bulletin in Europe is $7.70 per pound of V205. Demand in all the company's key markets remained strong in the past quarter, with solid consumption in the steel and chemical sectors. The aerospace industry is the only main vanadium market currently lagging behind expectations due to the particular impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on this sector. We now expect a gradual recovery and maintain a strong focus on developing new markets for a high purity product. <clears throat> Importantly, we're extremely excited about the commercial opportunities of our clean energy division. Expanding our sales into the growing vanadium redox flow battery market is a key focus, and we are very pleased with the end user's interest for our V-Charge system. With the addition of Salvatore Minopoli to our team, I have no doubt that Largo will become a leading long-duration energy storage provider. Finally, in March, we concluded our first sale of iron ore, and since then finalized a couple more. We are in advanced discussion with several domestic and international buyers to maximize the opportunity of the current historical record prices. In summary, as we are supported by a world-class vanadium supply, we are focusing on becoming a key player in the energy storage industry with a superior V-charge battery. And driven by post-COVID stimuluses, ambitious CO2 reductions, targets, and solid fundamentals globally, we are very optimistic about Largo's vast market opportunities. With that, I will hand it over to Shazad Bhatt, our VP of Engineering, who will provide an overview of our clean energy division developments in the first quarter. Thank you, Paul. And um, thanks again to everyone for joining the call today. Um, as Paulo and Ernest mentioned, we had a very productive beginning of this year in really working to establish our clean energy division. Um, during Q1 of 2021, the company finalized the manufacturing strategy for Largo Clean Energy and uh, began to establish the supply chain required to deliver on our targeted deployments, timelines, and cost structures. In April of 2021, uh, we secured a location for our stack manufacturing 
and Product Development Center in Massachusetts, uh, with an expected nameplate manufacturing capacity of 1.4 gigawatt hours per year. This facility will act also as the global headquarters of the company's clean energy division. In addition, we've also approved a location in New Hampshire um, for our electrolyte production and the manufacturing of our containerized systems. Uh, to give a bit more context to these two facilities, as mentioned before, we'll manufacture the battery stack and continue our product development activities in the, in the, in the Massachusetts facility. And in New Hampshire, we'll manufacture the battery's electrolyte solution, the electrolyte storage containers, as well as the containers that house the battery stacks. Um, from these facilities, the components will be shipped directly to customer sites for simple and efficient project deployments. We're also progressing with uh, the regulatory certification of the V-Charge system under both UL1973 as well as the UL9540 requirements and expect to conclude this work, uh, uh, conclude this process shortly. Um, you know, there's a lot to be done in the hiring of additional personnel to support our anticipated growth targets is also ongoing. As uh, Paul mentioned, we're certainly seeing a clear demand shift towards longer duration energy storage applications um, driven by global carbon emissions reduction targets and a significant need to integrate renewable energy into the grid. Um, this can only be accomplished efficiently by utilizing long-duration storage, something that we at Largo have pioneered with the V-Charge system. We see this market trend as a key opportunity for Largo, as our proprietary V-Charge system has a clear operational and economic advantage for long-duration applications over the competing battery technologies. And um, I'll reiterate, uh, our team remains in active discussions with end users around the, uh, around the world to sell and deploy our first systems now. And we will keep the market updated in this regard. Um, with that, I'll hand the call back to Alex uh, for Q&A. Thanks for that, and thanks for everyone for providing questions today uh, throughout the portal or in advance. Our first set of questions comes from Andrew Wong at RBC. The first one reads, Chinese steel production is, is still very strong with steel margins at record highs. Are you seeing this translate into increased demand for vanadium? And in Europe, steel production has gotten back to pre-COVID levels. Have you seen this translate into increased demand as well? Also, Please comment on an inventories and how improved European steel production and record production out of China is impacting them. Paul, let me hand this question over to you. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Um, certainly, the, the, the vanadium demand in the steel industry uh, has been very solid since the start of the year um, in China, in Europe, but, uh, but also in the U.S. Uh, there, there are no official figures on, uh, on inventory on a global basis, but uh, price increases of about 40% since the start of the year uh, would definitely indicate that uh, 
demand growth has been stronger than uh, than supply. So um, yes, we we, we think very good uh, impact of the uh, increased production in the steel industry uh, as it relates to vanadium demand. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Paul. The next question from Andrew reads, how is the production ramp-up process going? Once fully ramped up, what kind of global recoveries can we expect? Do you think you'll be able to run above nameplate capacity like in the second half of 2020? Uh, I'll pass this off to you, Paula. Uh, thanks, Andrew, and I hope you are keeping well. We successfully completed the nameplate uh, increased project in January. In February and March, the production was lowered due to the commissioning and hand-up. We expect to conclude this process in Q2, but we are very happy to, to report that in April, we have used already 1,092 tons of B205. So despite of this low production in Q1, the company's guidance for cost and production in 2021 remains unchanged. Uh, with, uh, with regard to global recoveries, we had a lower recovery in Q1 as a result of this commissioning and impact period. In April, however, it was already 79%, and we are expecting to reach 80% in Q2 and 81% in the second semester. So we are very confident and very pleasant with all the results we have been reached in the Q1. Thanks, Paula. The next one reads, you know, iron ore is, is sitting around $230 uh, per ton in China. With iron ore at record levels, what are your options for monetizing the stockpiled ore at, uh, at the America's Mechan Mine? Have you been able to sell anymore? And what kind of profit do you expect to realize uh, at these prices? Paul, let me hand this one over to you. Mm, um, <clears throat> yes, thanks, Andrew. Um, yeah, as I mentioned before, since the, uh, the, the, the first iron ore sales in, in, in March, we have concluded a couple more uh, with uh, uh, local customers in Brazil. And today we're in advanced discussion with several domestic and international buyers. Uh, for, from a commercial point of view, we, we see uh, the current price levels as a real opportunity for Largo to maximize uh, sales and profits from uh, its iron ore product. And, and really, our goal is to, to try and uh, seize this window of opportunity as, uh, as much as possible. So we're working very hard at it. Thanks, Paul. I'll pass the next one over to you as well. 
uh, just discuss uh, if you've seen a rebound, rebound in high purity sales from, from aerospace industry and how do you think this will affect realized pricing? Mm, um, on, on the aerospace industry, Q1 was a, a, was a very low quarter of sales. Uh, demand, again, has been uh, really impacted um, by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic on the uh, aerospace industry. Um, and at the moment, our key commercial focus is on increasing our market share so that we, we're well positioned when demand returns. Um, also, an important thing to note is the addition of our vanadium trioxide V203 product uh, from the third quarter of this year that will enable Largo to expand its uh, market share in the high purity market. Um, and, and yes, I mean, customers uh, in this sector highly value uh, the high purity of our product, and that has a direct impact on the, on the final price for Largo. Uh, finally, I just want to stress that uh, the chemical sector is also a very fast-growing, high-purity market for Largo, and, uh, and, and we're uh, pressing hard also to, to, to increase our market share in the, in the chemical sector. Thanks, Paul. Another question from Andrew reads, are you able to give us any insight into anticipated CapEx for LCE past 2021, and do you expect much higher CapEx in 2022? Also, what kind of SG&A costs can we expect for this business? Uh, Ernest, let me pass this one over to you. Uh, thanks, Andrew, and uh, thanks for your questions. Well, let me start with by saying I think it's important to note that our, our clean energy division is not a very capital-intensive endeavor, as the majority of our operations in LCE relate specifically to the assembly of off-the-shelf parts, such as tanks, pipes, and pumps. As we mentioned in our release earlier this month, we, we anticipate capex of approximately four to five million for LCE in 2021. Regarding OPEX, we expect overhead and development costs to be in a range of approximately eight to 10 million for 2021. Uh, further to that, we will look to provide any remaining future guidance during our battery day, which we plan to host soon. Thanks, Ernest. Uh, the last question from Andrew reads, what type of NPV or returns do you expect from the new Elmanite concentration plant? Uh, and Paulo, I'll hand this one over to you. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Good question. Uh, we, are, we are excited about this project. You know, it, and, and looking forward, the expected diversification and increase in the company's revenue uh, following its completion. If, if you look at the latest movement in the market, humanite price has been steadily increasing and currently hit at about $275 per ton. We expected a low OPEX for this project as the material, uh, the feedstock for the, 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 the humanite. It uh, has been mined already, have been crushed, have been milled, you know, in our in our operation for Vanadium. We expect a commercial production starting in early of 2023, and the plant's capacity will be about 150,000 tons of humanite concentrate per year. And I would also like to to highlight 
that we work to complete this project. And we will also continue to explore the feasibility of, of extracting the additional value, you know, from the, from the that titanium, titanium source, uh, resource that we have, uh, including this titanium dioxide pigment production project, which uh, we expect to, to, to add much more value to, to our company. Thanks, Paulo. Uh, the next set of questions comes from Lee Cooperman at Omega. I'll read these off in succession and, and have the team answer where appropriate. Uh, when should we expect firm orders for batteries and what is the expected timing of your battery day? The next one is what do you expect these two new, new consultants for the company uh, to do and what is their expected costs? Uh, what are you getting for current vanadium sales in terms of price per pound? And do you have an option uh, of the outlook for, for prices? And the last one reads, uh, please provide CapEx for 2021 and 2022. So, uh, Paulo, I'll pass the, pass the first few off to you. Uh, thanks, Alex. And thanks for your questions, Lee. You'll take the first three, and then I'll pass to, to Ernest. Uh, Lee, we are in active discussion with the multiple end users and are working to close our first contract, I think, pretty soon. Uh, as you are aware, you, uh, uh, we, we disclosure recently uh, that we have secured the multiple facilities to build our manufacturing capabilities. With the, with the nameplate capacity of 1.4 gigawatt hour. We expect starting delivering the batteries in 2022 and reach the nameplate capacity in five years' time. Of course, depending on the storage market behavior. So with that, we, we are very excited about the opportunity that exists with our clean energy division. And we'll look to provide updates related to the contract in the future. With regard to battery day, we are finalizing some of the, the details internally, and we'll make an announcement soon. And with respect of the, all the timing and details and targets, uh, I hope with the first contract already signed, that that will be the, the cherry of the pie. We were very excited to announce that Largo uh, have uh, hired the advisory service of energy industry titans, uh, Jeff Chamberlain and, and Bart Riley. Both individuals will provide Largo's board with advice on further developing on our energy, uh, clean energy division, including advising the overall strategy, leveraging their contacts with key individuals and companies in the battery uh, storage and power industry and assist also Largo in understanding the overall market fundamentals, as well as gaining uh, access to the new energy storage projects around the world. In terms of cost, their advisory fee is normal compared to the market practice. However, their expertise and the service that they will provide are unvaluable. Ernest, I will ask you to answer the remaining questions, please. Uh, thanks, Paulo. 
Uh, Lee, uh, thanks for the questions and, and for joining the call. Um, our revenue per pound sold in Q1 was, was $6.49, and that, if you compare that to last year, the same period was $6. Um, as Paul mentioned, you know, we anticipate a price of around 7 to $8 per pound throughout the remainder of the year, um, but there is a chance of appreciation, you know, as you see post-COVID economic recoveries come full effect and new stimulus programs being instituted. Regarding our CapEx for the year, we and, and these numbers are in various places, but we expect seven to nine million for our, our B2, B2O3 plant, uh, eight to 10 million for sustaining CapEx, then four to five million for capital stripping, and four to five million in CapEx for, for LTE. We, we haven't provided CapEx guidance for 22, 2022, but we want to provide that later towards the end of the year as per our usual timelines for disclosure. Thanks, Ernest. Uh, our next set of questions come from Carlos de Alba from Morgan Stanley. Uh, the first one is, when will the battery day take place and can you share you know, expected volumes and potential EBITDA targets? Uh, Paulo, I'm gonna hand this one over to you. Uh, thanks, Carlos. And I appreciate that you joined the call today. Uh, we remain very excited with this very day. Uh, and, and, and as I answered Lee, uh, we have announced already our facility to build out our manufacturing with 1.4 gigawatt hour nameplate capacity. We expect starting delivering the battery next year. And, you know, it will be a, a hump up in five years' time, we expect, expect to reach that full capacity. It will be a, a huge uh, amount of, of uh, storage energy deployed every year. And, but, but anyway, we, we will disclose all those targets, details in the battery day that we'd, li we'd like to, to announce soon. And I hope it can be not not going to take too long to to have this this day, but but thank you for your question. That's a really material uh, issue for us. Thanks, Paula. The next one from from Carlos reads: Is there any seasonality in volumes uh, and or costs for the remain remaining of 2021? And Ernest, I'll pass this one over to you. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Carlos, I think as we mentioned previously, there, there were some impacts to costs and volumes, uh, but those were as a result of our planned shutdown in January. Uh, but there really is nothing uh, with respect to seasonality. I will just refer back to our unchanged guidance and, and re reiterate that we expect to deliver on those targets in 2021. Thanks, Ernest. We have a few questions submitted by, by Gordon Lawson out of Paradigm Capital. Uh, the first one reads, how much volume of V205 do you expect to use in the battery division this year or next? Uh, Paula, I'll hand this over to you. Uh, thanks, Gordon. And thank you for attending this call today. Um, yeah, we, we, we do not expect to use any vanadium in the clean energy division this year. Uh, we, our focus is to, to build up all the structure and the capability for manufacturing um, and to be able to deliver our batteries in 2022 and beyond. So after 2021, we will remain uh, 
you know, subject to, to, to demand in the market. And as it's very demanding, uh, we expect to, to grow our, our, the amount of, of battery de- uh, deployed. So we, we are very optimistic in this regard. I think it's important to say that this storage energy development, it's our priority. But anyway, more details will be disclosed in the battery day. And I, I ask for your, your patience. Thank you. Thanks, Paulo. The last question from, from Gordon reads, is the new 1.4 gigawatt hour per year facility going to be building the same patented systems uh, obtained uh, from the Bionics uh, agreement? Are there going to be other options? Uh, Shazad, let me pass this one over to you. Thank you, sir. Um, and thanks, Gordon. I'm happy to answer this. <clears throat> You're correct. Uh, the facilities located in Massachusetts and New Hampshire will be leveraged to scale up the in-house manufacturing capabilities up to 1.4 gigawatt hours and produce a range of power and energy configurations of the current uh, patented scalable B-charge systems. Um, to keep in mind, our stack manufacturing facility in Wilmington, Mass, um, will also act as a global headquarters for clean energy, our clean energy division and be the location for ongoing product development. Um, and in regards to other product options then, uh, it's our goal to consistently innovate our product to remain competitive um, with existing and new technologies and requirements um, within the long duration energy storage sector. Um, but right now, our focus is on deploying the current superior product, which is best suited for the six to 10 hour long duration storage sector. Thanks for that. Our next few questions come from Jim Young. Uh, the first reads, can you provide insight into customer demand by geography and customer type, particularly, particularly in, in regard to high quality aerospace and market demand? Uh, Paul, I'll go to hand this one over to you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Jim. Uh, in terms of geographies for, for, for our steel customers, we, we're very well diversified. Uh, it, it depends from one quarter to another, uh, depending on where we see the, the highest demand and price. But uh, essentially, if we look at the three big regions, uh, being the Americas, EMEA, and Asia, we would normally uh, budget to sell about one-third in each region uh, for the steel industry. Uh, for a high purity market, especially in the aerospace industry, we are really focused on Europe and North America. Thanks, Paul. The next one from Jim reads, the company's ORC rate appears to be getting lower. Uh, is this a near-term or longer-term uh, secular issue? Paulo, let me hand this one over to you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for joining today. Um, yeah, in, in fact, I don't see this uh, uh, this grade or grade getting lower. Uh, it's, it's not a behavior in our doing our operation at uh, at least what we have done up to now. Uh, yeah, to be frank, I expect that it will be better in, in, in the, when you go deeper uh, as you get uh, getting close to the feeder. But anyway. I think it's, uh, 
uh, this behavior that we're talking about is largely related to our mining plan and the mining sequences, you know, at Campbell. And if you look at the, the production data since, since 2016, the effective grade has varied between 1.27, it was in 2016, to uh, a high of 143%, which we, we, we got in 2018. But I, I don't believe and I don't see a strong trend of, of, on the variance of the oil grade. Uh, if we look at the companies remain uh, uh, deposits located at the north of Campbell, you know, mainly the, the northern part of Norte, this deposit uh, does contain lower B205 grade. It's true than the, the, the Campbell. However, the amount of titanium content and that, that the titanium grade, it's uh, based based on our drilling results. Okay, it's not a we don't have the 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 final tech report based on we have done all the exploration work since 2018. Uh, if you look at the, the 2017 tech report, you will see that you have the titanium grade is more in the in the in those other deposits. And I think it, it will compensate. We are concluding this technical report, so, but I, I really believe that to compensate the lower grade and will remain our competitiveness of the, of the, of the mine, overall mine. Um, you know, we, we look to release the results of our updated technical report in early June uh, to upgrade and expand our non-resources and reserves. In addition to incorporating the titanium pigment project in our in our plan, so I I I can see uh, a very good plan, a very good future for our our mine in Maracas. Maraca. Thanks, Paulo. The next question is with respect to cost trends and if we see any issues to be to be concerned about. Uh, Ernest, let me pass this one over to you. Uh, thanks, Jim. Good to hear from you. I, I wouldn't say that there are issues to be concerned about from the, the company's perspective. You know, we are seeing a, we are seeing a strengthening of the Brazilian ray high against the US dollar and, and candidly a similar trend of strengthening of the Canadian dollar versus the US dollar. As you may know, Brazil is recently increased interest rates um, while the U.S. is engaged in some very well-documented uh, quantitative easing. So we anticipate a second round of interest rate increases in Brazil and for U.S. monetary policies to continue unabated. So I would say that bolsters the case for continued Brazilian AI strengthening. Uh, we, will, we will continue to monitor the movements and, and make all the necessary adjustments we can. Um, but again, I will say our cost, our cost guidance remains unchanged for, for 2021. Thank you. Thanks, Ernest. The last question from Jim is with regard to the market. Uh, many other commodity prices, notably iron ore and, and copper, amongst others, are up significantly, but vanadium is lagging. Do you have any additional insights on this? And Paul, let me pass this one over to you. Sure. Uh, th thanks, Jim. And um, I, I understand this question. Uh, it, it, it's true that unlike uh, 
iron ore and copper, uh, vanadium prices are, are not at their historical highs. But, but if we look from a percentage increase in this uh, perspective since the beginning of this year, uh, vanadium prices have gone up by about by more than 42, 42%. And that is uh, very much in line with iron ore increase. And it's actually better than uh, copper prices increase since the start of this year. So uh, really, you know, most industrial metals have enjoyed a, a very good uh, 2021 so far. And, and the fact that uh, vanadium prices are, are not at their historical highs today uh, perhaps means that there's even more room for, for them to increase. So, um, yeah, really, we, we had a, a good start of this year, plus 40% uh, across the board. Thanks, Paul. I just received a few more follow-on questions. Uh, so the, the next one is from Heiko Ailey uh, from HC uh, Wainwright. Um, yeah, this is with respect to the, the working capital financing facility. Uh, a few things there. Do you plan on drawing more money? Can you draw more money on this facility? And lastly, why draw 15 million when you have your cash balance uh, as of the end of Q1? And Ernest, I'll just pass this one over to you. Um, thank you. Um, I think what, what we will say here is uh, we were able to secure this working capital financing at a very attractive interest rate, and we, we wanted to be opportunistic. So that really was one of the main drivers. We, we expect to utilize the facility for the company's growth project, uh, growth projects, including our V203 plant and additional developments with the LCE division. So that, that 15 million is already drawn down. Thanks. And I just have another one here, a follow-on from, from Carlos at Morgan Stanley. Uh, do you expect an even distribution of production and sales in the coming quarters? to meet your, your annual guidance. And maybe, Paulo, maybe I'll pass this one uh, over to you. Uh, thank you, Alex. Um, yeah, thank you for, for your question. Uh, we, are, we are planning the, the Largberry Day, uh, which will be in the form of uh, webcast, and accompany media a day, and we will focus uh, these. These uh, we're going to show is that is the LTE development strategy. Also, we're going to discuss the economic of our business model. I think it's uh, it will be it will be one of the the uh, the main things that we will we'll show because it's really unique. Uh, also, we're going to talk about our uh, V-charge system and how it, it differenti differentiates from other technologies. You know, we show that we have very advanced uh, stage. You know, it's the third generation already. It's acquired uh, a higher density, which allow us or enable us to have a lower cost on the on the total battery. So. Uh, all those things will be much clearer, uh, showing the battery day. And also, we're going to show the details of our uh, sizable growth opportunity in the long-duration energy sector. It will be 
uh, I think very, very valuable, and I expect you all can be attending this very day as well. But we will, we will provide the date of this event soon, and we'll issue a press release with the appropriate time and details as well. Thanks, Paulo. And I just have one last follow-on from, from Carlos. And Ernest, maybe we'll pass this one over to you. It's just with regard to uh, if we have expectations for working capital and uh, you know cash from operations in the coming quarters. And I'll just pass that one over to you. Um, I think I think what we can assume at this stage is that that our working capital is largely embedded in the organization already. So you know during during May, June, July of last year, we really put in place the the inventory levels um, and uh, receivables and payables that are typical of our organization going forward. So you know absent a, a significant increase in scale in the organization, those are pretty standard. We try and keep our inventory levels, you know, floating inventory levels in the organization, whether they be in transit or in warehouses, that just shy of the, the 3,000 ton mark, so sort of between 2,800 and 3,000. So we will continue doing so, um, but I don't see large movements in, in working capital, if I'm, if I'm understanding your question correctly. Great, thanks. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our question and answer session. I'm going to pass it back over to Paulo for any closing remarks. Thanks, Alex. And thanks to everyone for your time today. I would just like to emphasize that our production, sales, and cost guidance for 2021 remains unchanged, and we look forward to delivering on those targets in this year ahead. We are confident that our clean energy vision remains a significant source of value creation for Largo, and we will look forward to releasing strategic announcements in this regard in the future. So, on behalf of our growing team here at Largo, I look forward to sharing our progress with you in the next quarter, and thank you for your time today. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.